2: We're getting Matt's take on the XFL and drafting round one of 2020 fantasy drafts on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up,
1: Roto-Viz?
2: Welcome back to Rotoviz Radio. We are brought to you tonight by Bet Online and on I'm Dave Cabin, Senior Fantasy Analyst at Rotoviz, joined by the editor in chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network, Matt Friedman. He's back. And uh, Matt, I have to ask,
1: was it you that was responsible for the delay in Iowa? Uh, no, if, uh, if not for me, the Iowa caucuses would have been worse than they were. (laughs) Uh, I, I helped us, uh, move the process along as well as I could.
2: Did you actually do anything or is this, uh,
1: no, obviously obviously that's a lie. Well, you know, Um, you never, you never know. No, I, you know, I went to my location. Uh, I caucused. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like total chaos. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of people packed into a small gymnasium in a middle school Mm -hmm. and they're passing around paper ballots and like trying to figure out like, oh, have we already given you a paper ballot? And it's just like, there's got to be a better way to uh, to do this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, you turn in your ballot. You figure out if the person you want has uh, you know, gotten enough ballots to like, you know, qualify. Uh, If that person has, then you can leave. If not, then you get to vote for someone else and then, you know, then you can leave, um, you know, so it's something of a process. We were there for maybe two hours. Okay. I guess that's not, not terrible, but nonetheless, the- that's not, that's not terrible, but it's not, uh, you know, not the best idea in practice. Like, I think it's a nice idea in theory, yep. you know, like, oh, you have people talking and, uh, you know, maybe there can be civil discourse and people can actually kind of, you know, change each other's minds. And, you know, like conversation and uh, theory is always a good thing, but it's not an actual venue for real, meaningful conversation. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, I, I hear you there.
2: Well, I will be heading to vote tomorrow in a much more straightforward process. <laughs> yes, that's, that's good for <laughs> yeah. you. I guess well, my final question is local voting, you know, state, only issues is that done by caucus ever in iowa or is that just your more no i don't ballot? think so
1: i think that's just i think that's just presidential yeah that's interesting
2: yeah all right well anyways i appreciate the insight into the uh the caucuses there i'm glad to hear that you did caucus and that is now behind you yes. uh in more important happenings We did not get to talk to you about the Super Bowl or the awards given out, such as Lamar Jackson, MVP, Kyler Murray, Offensive Rookie of the Year. You now have a couple minutes to do what you want to talking about those subjects.
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't really have much to say. Um, You know, I think Lamar Jackson clearly deserved it. Uh, I'm not really even surprised that it was unanimous um because by the point the season ended it was you know clear that uh he was just having a historic type of season and uh i don't think there was anyone else who really came close uh kyler murray not totally surprised that he won it but uh, i was kind of hoping that um josh jacobs or maybe even um miles sanders might win it uh that would have been you know better for me but it was still you know marginally fine that it was kyler murray just really glad it wasn't aj brown (laughs) from 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 my own selfish perspective even though aj brown obviously uh i think would have been deserving if he had won because i thought he had a fantastic rookie campaign certainly certainly
2: well It's now time for our BetOnline.ag Flaming Hot Take of the Week. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE all in one word for a 50% welcome bonus. And our Flaming Hot Take of the Week is going to be based off of this question, Matt. The XFL, is it garbage or is it not? (laughs) And who wins the championship?
1: Let us know. Oh, man, is it garbage? No, it's not garbage. uh, I actually love it. uh I mean i I selfishly love it in that um <coughs> sorry, I've got this lingering cough, which is horrible for uh radio slash podcasting. Yep. uh, no, I love it because it gives us something to talk about, and uh, it's football, and I think I would rather talk about football and uh like football games than any other sport. uh, so from that aspect, it's good, but I think what we saw on the field was actually pretty decent in week one. I mean, okay we've seen only 4 games total so we really have no idea of knowing who is going to win but um the Houston Roughnecks look pretty good okay. and uh you know they were the only real functional offense that we saw in week 1 and i'm honestly surprised their odds have moved up but uh i'm surprised that they're not favored now they're the uh number 3 team in the the futures market mm. Um, but kind of surprised that they're not ahead of the defenders and the guardians. And like, I, I get it. The defenders and the guardians were, uh, were ahead of them in, um, in the futures market entering week one. Uh, And so they both won their games. You know, it it kind of makes sense that they're still ahead of the roughnecks, but I thought the ref, the rough, the roughnecks looked so good uh, in comparison to everyone else. Uh, And not really just their offense. Like they were able to get pressure with their defense, they have Coney Ealy, who, uh, you know, was a good player in the NFL and might be the best defensive player in the league. Um, I think, I mean, if I had to pick a team right now who's going to win the championship, I would go with Houston. OK,
2: now who are the star players on that team?
1: Uh, P.J. Walker okay. is the quarterback yep. and uh, you you might know him. Uh, from uh, Lions of American football fame uh, <laughs> last year. <laughs> so yep. uh, anyway, but he he's the guy. And, you know, I mean, the big thing is, is I'd say it's not even so much the players on the team. It's the offensive system that they're in. Uh, June Jones is their uh, head coach. And so, you know, he runs the uh, let the run and shoot. So they literally don't even have a uh, a quarterback, sorry, a, a tight end rostered on their team. Uh, they're just going four wide. And uh, that's like, that's the way that they're doing it, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, uh, So they're very aggressive with passing, even when they are ahead, they continue to pass the ball, Um, you know, so they're just looking to score points, which uh, I I kind of like that approach. Sammy Coates uh, entered the season as kind of their ostensible number one, uh, and he did you know tie for the team lead in targets with nine in week one. Uh, but Cam Phillips, uh, who was productive at Virginia Tech, he was the guy who really produced for them. But since they're running four wide receivers out there at a time, um, it's not really a situation where there's always going to be one who really dominates. Yep. Like there's enough to go around for multiple receivers to uh, to get their production.
2: Awesome. Now, I did see you put out a tweet about a player that I was a big fan of, so I'm hoping that uh, he can resurrect a career um, in the XFL, and that is Jazz Ferguson. Do you know if he's done anything yet?
1: No, he didn't. Uh, It was pretty disappointing, and part of it is um, the Renegades were without their starting quarterback in week one, so that might have been part of it. Uh, Also, he was dealing with some injury issues throughout the week, so that might have been part of it. But I think part of it also is that – I had some hopes for Bob Stoops and how mummy as the, uh, the head coach and the play caller yep. uh, in Dallas, um, how mummy who's like the, the godfather essentially of the air raid offense. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, they are two old guys who might not really have a lot of, a lot of desire to be kind of forward looking in how it is that they design an offense or like, being aggressive in their play calling or anything like that. So there were a lot of times when uh, I thought they settled for field goals uh, and, you know, like, quote, unquote, field position uh, by punting instead of being aggressive and going for it on fourth and short when they probably should have. So uh, even if Jazz Ferguson ends up being a decent player, he might be held back by his offense. Mm,
2: I do not like to hear that. Uh, The final thing related to the XFL that's pretty funny is the Wildcats have already fired their uh, defensive coordinator. After just one game.
1: I love it. Yeah. Not not only that, but um their star defensive player who was their defensive captain, they also released him after one game.
2: That's interesting. Was there any particular reason as far as the player went? Like what did he come out and like
1: No, I I don't think it was anything uh-huh. um yeah. No, I mean I, I just I think like he disappointed <laughs> them. Like maybe he wasn't as good as they yeah. wanted him to be. But uh it's it's pretty it's pretty weird. Uh their you know, main pass rusher, outside linebacker, Anthony Johnson, they cut him.
2: All right. Well, there you have it, the betonline.ag flaming hot take of the week. Remember to use promo code BlueWire. That's all one word for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. All right, Matt. We are going to spend the rest of this uh show here picking the first round. Of 2020 drafts, I think that we can assume uh, I'll give you the the uh, I actually this is what we're going to do. I'm going to take the first pick because I think that it's pretty apparent that it's going to be Christian McCaffrey wherever you're looking. Tell us who uh, if you're selecting is the second pick in the draft.
1: Um, this is horrible for a second. I'm going to uh, need to ask for a minute so I can find my fantasy rankings. (laughs) All right. Well, Um, while you're doing that, it's almost, it's almost as if I, uh, sort of ignored, uh, what I was supposed to be doing in the segment. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I will go with Saquon Barkley. You're going to go with Saquon Barkley. For oh oh
2: wait no, no no we already said that Christian McCaffrey is out did we not Yeah for number 2 for,
1: Yeah you're going you took number 1 at, at uh, CMC so I'll go uh, Saquon Barkley at number okay, 2 Okay
2: Saquon Barkley at number 2 Um yeah very quickly do you have any hesitation at all with Barkley at number 2 or is this just locked and loaded for you mm, No I don't really have any hesitation with it All right perfectly fair Uh we are going to take a quick little break here and then we will come back to finish out this draft. But first, we have a word from one of our sponsors. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. But thankfully, there's Untuckit, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuckit shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuckit shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages it will just fit your frame because these shirts are actually made for you they are great they are fantastic there are so many styles to choose from like wrinkle-free button-downs super soft flannels outerwear and more with untuck it your shirts will never look baggy belgy too long or too big again and their website is so easy to use they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit so whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart relaxed style of your own. Untuckit is the way to go. Visit Untuckit.com and use the code Blue for 20% off at checkout. That's Untuckit.com and promo code Blue for 20% off. Again, visit Untuckit.com and use that promo code Blue for 20% off at checkout. Untuckit.com promo code Blue. Um. Okay, Matt. I am also seeing in here. In case you're kind of confused, I have a, a note in here that says Joe Burrow. I, I don't know where I was going with that. So you can ignore that. I'm definitely not taking Joe Burrow with pick three.
1: <laughs> I, I had already ignored okay. it. So okay.
2: rest assured. All right. So, you know, generally here, I think that I'd be thinking receiver. If I am thinking receiver this year, for me, it's probably going to come down to uh, Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins. But you know what? For the sake of really mixing things up, I'm going Dalvin Cook at pick three.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm assuming that this is PPR. This is PPR, Just to kind of clarify it. Um, Why are you assuming that you want to go receiver that early in general at number three?
2: Well, just because in general, I was always going zero running back. Now, I'm not sure that I'm going to go away from that this year, as I think that it still has functioned perhaps not as well in recent seasons as it had, you know, going back to 2013, 2014, 2015. So that was kind of my way of presenting the fact that I actually might change it up this year um, because I do feel better about finding some options that I can use at wide receiver later and really feel like this year I just want to get that running back early. Granted, I haven't had a lot of time to think about it, um or really digest the results of last season work on my plan for the coming season. But um just with the way that things shook out with all the teams that I had this year, having a really strong base at running back would have been useful.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not you're not going zero RB if you have the number one pick. Right. You know, and I don't think you're doing it even if you have the number two pick. Like I guess the question is where is that that tier, the break in uh in the first round at the running back position where you think you should start ignoring running back and, and go wide receiver i
2: think we're gonna find that out but for me it probably comes once you get past um like alvin kamara i think and maybe not even him so we're gonna find out how this goes here that's kind of the the exciting aspect okay.
1: of doing this so you just went michael thomas at no no three. no. i went to alvin cook oh sorry i said okay, if okay, i were if went... i were to go wide receiver i think the got player would have been it, michael thomas it. correct yep. Correct. You went Dalvin Alvin Cook at number three. Yep. Uh, I will go Ezekiel Elliott at number four. And then you can take Michael Thomas at number five in good conscience if you want.
2: Yeah, I think I would take him. You know, I, I wonder if I would regret going Michael Thomas, not teammate Alvin Kamara. But Thomas has just been so ridiculous. The last two seasons, you look at what he did this year. Basically, every time Breeze throws him the ball, he's going to catch it. Um, I think he's by and large the number one pick at the wide receiver position. I guess that is one thing that, that I should actually pose as a question. Do you think it's fair that that's an entirely
1: foregone conclusion? I think so. I mean, it's, it's very possible that Hopkins could uh, overtake him. And if it's not Thomas, I think it is Hopkins. But um, I, I think most people uh have thomas ranked ahead of hopkins and i i think that makes sense yeah i um i think he has just as high of a ceiling and a higher floor yeah
2: exactly and i think that um with hopkins like we used to focus a lot on how um it seemed like whatever situation he was in he was just absolutely going to kill it but you know that's not to take away from the fact that he's playing with Deshaun Watson. It just goes back to that connection that we've seen by, with Thomas and Breeze. It's just so phenomenal. Uh, fair question to pose out there, though. You have the Saints saying that perhaps they will get Taysom Hill more involved. Drew Breeze saying he doesn't mind if Taysom Hill is throwing or, or in under center on 30% of plays. Uh, would that concern you at all about Michael Thomas? Not really. No. I don't think it concerns me either because, A, I'm not buying that he's really going to be um, in that often at quarterback and I think if he is they're probably in situations where it's probably not going to be a clear pass to Thomas anyways the volume has been so high for Thomas that it doesn't concern me and you know like I said earlier the efficiency when paired with Breeze is just so strong I don't think it's really a huge concern yeah I think that's right okay so moving along so we've now gone McCaffrey Barkley Dalvin Cook you went Ezekiel Elliott I just want Michael Thomas. Do you now go with Alvin Kamara or is there a player that you have jumping him?
1: Well, I have a question. Are you writing this down and tracking it? You know what? I probably should be. Yeah. Why did, did I already uh, make a mistake or? Uh... No, no, no. It's just uh, before we made a mistake, I wanted to make sure that we actually <laughs> had a record of what we were saying. Okay. Uh, so if you're, if you're writing it down. I am writing it uh, down. Then, then that's good enough for me. Okay. At number six. I will take Kamara, Uh, although I think there could be a case to be made for uh, for some other players, uh, namely DeAndre Hopkins. Okay,
2: yeah, I think that this is where it gets um, really dicey if I had not already taken a wide
1: receiver. Um, But I will ask you this, though. Would you have taken? I mean, the thing is, it's not like a wide receiver for your team.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But I I do kind of want to phrase it like this. Do you think that? there's a compelling case to be made to take Kamara ahead of ahead of Thomas. yeah, like um, if this were a team that you were actually drafting for, who would you who would you take first?
1: I would probably take Thomas. I have Thomas right tire, so I would probably go with him. but um i I mean, if you just want to be running back heavy, like if that's the construction you want, I think you can easily make a case for taking Kamara over any uh, any wide receiver on the board.
2: Yeah. Now, the the thing that I'm wondering about, and um, I mean, if you look at ADP, there's nobody that's pushing Kamara outside of the you know first round for sure. He's probably just about always going before pick eight. But I do feel like people left the season feeling a little bit down on Kamara. Granted, he still finished eight in PPR per game among running backs. Uh, is that kind of like a, the sense that you left the season with two that people that did draft him were a little bit disappointed?
1: Yeah, uh, I think clearly they were um, because like early in the season, like the first, I don't know, was it 12 games or something like that? He scored a touchdown in only one of those games, but he did come on later in the season. And I think it's uh, an accurate representation of his ability, but people just weren't really paying attention to it because it happened later in the season, right? Okay. So like weeks one through 15, he scored two touchdowns, but both of them came in one game. So, you know, for like the first significant chunk of the season before you really get into the postseason playoffs, um, Kamara did very little for you in the touchdown front. And then he scored five touchdowns in his final three games, um, including the actual NFL playoffs. You know, like he's he's still a, a good player. And more importantly, like they use him a lot, especially in the passing game. So like even if he's not all that good, which I think he is, but even if he's not with the usage he gets, it kind of doesn't matter.
2: For sure. So he was 16 in total opportunities, uh, 24th in rushing attempts, but five in targets, which clearly is a very big component of his game. That's where you like to see him. Also, I think it's worth noting that he actually started off uh, the season with 24 points in week one, dropped to seven in week two, then it had a big 37 point performance against the Seahawks in week three. Then was down um, up until like week 10. You didn't really get a whole lot of production for him, but he still went as an RB1 in 50% of games, RB2 in 29% of games. So only finished worse than RB2 um, like 21% of the time, which honestly, if you compare that to 2018, which was a fantastic year, is just about the same. So, yeah. you know, like um, I think that if you're worried about Kamara, like you said, the touchdowns were really down. It's not hard at all to imagine that bouncing back. So, if you're in a league and you're in the first round and you're going to get a discount on Kamara, I would not wear it all about about pulling the trigger there. So, to recap, McCaffrey, Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and I am now on the clock if I were picking for one of these teams. <clears throat> I think at this point I would go uh, DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I will go at number eight with, uh, I think this is aggressive, but I kind of don't care. Uh, I'm going with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Oh, this one's super intriguing. Okay.
2: So clearly in case, um, anybody's forgot the first half of the season for Mixon was absolutely atrocious. Then he really did kind of kill it down the stretch. So Naturally, one would assume that means that you're expecting the 2020 season to be more like the back half of the 2019 season. Now, I know that that's not because you're extrapolating out what he did in the back half
1: to next season. So
2: explain this, this pick to me.
1: Yeah, so uh, he's a super talented player. Uh, no one really denies that. Uh, he's big. He has pass catching capabilities. Uh, he's still going to be only 24. Um, I think things should improve with the offensive line as it gets healthier. Like things can't really get any worse with the offensive line. Uh, I think the system as a whole could be better in the second season. Uh, under you know second year head coach Zach Taylor, uh, they're getting a new quarterback. Uh, you know presumably presumably in <laughs> Joe Burrow. Um, you know so the offense as a whole should be better. And I'm looking at a back who has back-to-back seasons of over 1400 yards and eight touchdowns. Like what is there not to like?
2: Yeah, I mean I think that, that you do make a fair point especially um if you're just looking at the career detail for example if you're in the NFL stat explorer and you're not looking at game logs, you're not looking at the way that the output for Mixon was accumulated and you just look at those season long stats. You, would have, you have an entirely different interpretation of Mixon at this point in his career. So, though that might seem like an odd pick, and actually when we talk about ADP after we get through these players, we're going to see that um, a lot of others feel the same way that you do. So, you take Mixon at, uh, what was that? one, two, three, four, number, number eight. 8. At number 9, oh boy. Um, you know what, Matt? I actually think, at this pick i would take derrick henry yeah, i see i fine. see it conti- i mean the team has this new identity um i think they looked really solid down the stretch and i i don't see any reason why this doesn't continue
1: yeah that doesn't bother me at all uh he's probably the guy i would have taken next if you hadn't taken okay. him so uh makes sense to me uh this is where i kind of um a little bit of a tear break and uh I have a running back next in my rankings but um I honestly don't know if I want to draft him next Mm -hmm. um I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with uh Devontae Adams
2: yeah that's the name that I was gonna say if I had had the next pick um does that really come down to, like you said, there's just that tear break at running back and you think
1: the quality at receiver at that point is still just higher? Yeah, it has to do with the particular running back and how even though I have him ranked uh, in the top 10, uh, I'm sort of pessimistic about it. I hear you. I hear you. So maybe I, maybe I need to drop him down my rankings a little bit. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's probably fair, but of course you have plenty of time in which to figure this out oh boy so for me now ah, this is a tough pick like I, i'm not sold on any of the running backs i don't think at this point um call me crazy matt but i think with the next pick uh although i kind of need to know more about that quarterback situation there but i think i'm taking chris godwin too early go for it go for, go it.
1: for it what do you think of that is that too early um, it's too early for me, Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm fine with you doing it. Right. <laughs> okay. I would, I would love you to, to have
2: countered with, no, it should be Mike Evans.
1: Uh, I'm not going to tell you yeah, that no. you can, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Um, All right. So who,
2: who are you going with now?
1: I'm going to take, uh, I should probably go back to the running back I'm skipping, but I won't. Uh, I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Oh,
2: you know, I really thought about that. I had really thought about that. Um,
1: All right, so now we're at the uh, top of the second are round. Are we? No, I think uh, that we. St- so wait,
2: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. All right, so actually, this episode's going to be winding down. So why don't we just quickly review the current best ball? adp from round one and we can quickly compare and contrast this list there's two names that stand out uh that people are drafting round one we did not select so it's McCaffrey, barkley michael thomas ezekiel elliot dalvin cook alvin kamara oh three actually travis kelsey tight end premium so that makes sense nick chubb joe mixon derrick henry aaron jones deandre hopkins out of aaron jones and nick chubb who do you feel deserves more
1: to be a round one pick um I have Aaron Jones ranked higher, but um that doesn't mean I really like it. Right. I don't know if I feel really
2: solid about drafting Aaron Jones in round one or Nick Chubb for that matter. Um just because we did see that uh, you know, if you have a player like Kareem Hunt in the mix in Cleveland, it's not a guarantee that uh what we saw from Chubb in the first half of last season can continue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we really don't know yet what's gonna happen with their backfield situation. Right. Um I don't I don't know about Kelsey. Like I get it in tight end premium, but in like normal drafts, I don't think Kelsey's a first rounder.
2: Yeah, I don't either. And I'm not sure that he should be the, the number one pick. I think you could make a case for George Kittle.
1: Yeah, uh I agree. And uh like I I would take Kittle before Kelsey.
2: Yeah, I know. Um that I is definitely going to be one of the big questions right heading into 2020. Who's going to be the tight end? Of one, Kelsey did manage to put together a solid season in 2019, but we're kind of in one of those spots now where Kittle's still on the ascent, and you have to think that Kelsey starts to be decline maybe a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out. That does it for this episode. You can reach us at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at FF and Matt F the Oracle. Thanks to Untuckit and BetOnline.ag for sponsoring the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, remember, it's not a fantasy if you believe us. All right.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns.